Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and we'll be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Frolick and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicole Frolic, and I am also here with Lisa Watson. Uh, today, we are joined by a returning guest, Mary Ducina, who is a clairvoyant. Uh, she has done a couple of pod, uh, podcasts with us, and she talks about all of the different cosmic conditions going on. So we're going to get a good uh, insight into what's happening now that we're coming up into the spring equinox here in the northern hemisphere. What are the next few months going to be in store for us? Mary, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, good, my Star Tribe. Hello, Lisa and Nicole and beautiful audience, whether you're tuning in as soon as we broadcast this or you're doing the archives, which I hope you do and take notes because Nicole and Lisa and Brian bring forth very valuable holistic information. So we wanted to make sure that we were on task as light workers and teachers of harmony, holistic harmony that we were here to gift to you today. We just love having you on. And uh, last time you were on, we talked a lot about, well, we had the, um, we had a few eclipses and I know that we're going to be going into eclipse season towards the end of this next quarter, right? We're, as we, just before we head into summer, we've yes. got a lot of stuff going on, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now as well. Truly, truly. Well, the big news is that when you come in to be serious about studying star transits and celestial um, weather, when you come in to study that, then you realize that people will get kind of caught up sometimes, Lisa and Nicole, on actual dates of things. When you get into the celestial weather, you understand that like in, in, in seasonal changes, there can be cold fronts coming through or high windy days or a storm front that may or may not hit your district or your county. So when we have a full moon each month, when we normally, so there's some months that can be skipped and we have then two in one month, like a blue moon or whatever. But when we have our new moons, when we have our full moons, when we have our eclipses, when we have nodal changes or certain slower moving planets like Saturn and Pluto changing signs, these are big impact points and it makes that particular year, uh, our calendar year, more of a personal individually impacting year for each of us. So, for example, to Nicole's point, when we opened up this year, this year with the last year, let's go back to 2019 just for a moment because it's in effect until June, July of 2020. What we had last year is we had the day of right after Christmas, we had a solar eclipse 
in Capricorn, which was amplifying, so bringing up a lot of destiny and, and fated type of, of needed self-improvement, better versions of ourselves type of energies based on the spice, the flavor of Capricorn in our charts. So for the beginning audience, you don't have to be a Capricorn. When we talk about big things like a six, seven planets transiting in the sign of Capricorn, each of us has in our own personal soul chart, our own personal starry signature that we come into our earth birth with, like it's a portrait of the planet's position at the time of our earth birth. So each of us have a Capricorn zone. In astrology, we call it the houses. So there's 12 months in our calendar year, there's 12 zodiac signs, and there's 12 spices and flavors or zones of houses. So if the planets are what, then the, the houses are when and how it's going to bloom. So we have seeds, and then we have the growing season, and then we have the bloom. So back to late December of 2019, we had seeds in a solar, which means the sun and moon were married in the sign of Capricorn. So we had seeds going into our life garden at that time. Capricorn is earth, Capricorn is yen feminine frequencies, and Capricorn has to do with there's work now to not ignore, to not procrastinate, you know, spirit gives us free will. We can choose to be players or slay it or, or overthink it and be obsessive about it. But the Capricorn part of our charts is like, this is where you need to attend to this. Like the garden is disheveled. You need to go weed and feed. And we're going to give you a spiritual sacred gift of some new plants that will blossom in a most prosperous, you have great prosperity and everything's going to be more prosperous. If you'll just do your part, we've got your back. So that's what's going on with the heavens above. So that started, that implemented at that solar eclipse of December the 26th, 2019. Then we had a full moon lunar eclipse in January of this year. Our very first full moon was a lunar eclipse over January 9th and 10th in the polarity opposite sign to Capricorn, which brings it into balance. So the moon is home. She's strongest in the sign of cancer. Actually, the ancient astrologers called cancer the crab moon child. So this was an uh, inner world, our inner landscape, our buried treasures beginning to be gestating underground and coming into more of a full focus by this spring. So that full moon was in 20 degrees of Cancer. So you see in astrology, there are 12 signs, 12 houses, okay? And then there, so if stuff was going on in Capricorn, it automatically triggers the opposite sign of Cancer or the polarity sign to Capricorn. And this is true of all 12 signs. So we've been bouncing around with since 2018, going into 2020, the North and the South node, these are destiny points, and the eclipses popping and jumping in the signs of Capricorn and Cancer. So Capricorn is Saturnian, in our patriarchal survivor instincts. It's the father figure energy, whether we're male or female. Cancer Moonchild is the part of us that if we've been lacking either nurturing ourselves and bringing up our own childhood issues for healing, these eclipses and these nodal points have been kind of stirring that pot as well. So since 2018, in our individual charts, our divine guardian angels, our archangels, our, our beautiful life purpose Elders and ancestors and guides have been saying, hey, it's been about 20 years because the nodes go about 19 and a half years. That's the eclipse cycle. It's called, you know, it's called a Saros cycle. It's been about 19, 20 years since we got to go into this cavern 
of your sweet spiritual soul subconscious. So the stuff that you've gathered and been affected by emotionally, cancer the crab, from your childhood, mommy, daddy, Capricorn cancer, we need to kind of get some stuff out of that cellular cachet. We need to clear some stuff. So whether you do emotional tapping, whether the tapping solutions, whether you do it in, in Reiki or meditation, or you do uh, get a life coach, get a soul teacher, you know, your go-to people for you to be able to clear out these things. Now, in the external world, there could be a lot of people out there actually going through family boundary issues and division points about finally calling out that relative or that cousin or that sibling that was unfair or abusive. So it actually could be external matters, too. Where it's like, you know what, I'm done with you mistreating me. Yes, that could be happening, too. There could be some Hatfield and McCoy, actual psychological war zones that have been going on since Christmas of last year. Mary, so can I interrupt for a second? Absolutely. You said that 19 to 20 years ago, we also yes. did this deep type stuff. Mm -hmm. It was a and phase just, of it, yeah. That just made me realize, I was thinking recently, like 20 years ago, I had what I call this nervous breakdown. And mm -hmm. I literally just went, like flat <laughs> like it was really really rough and it lasted for like three years and just like a week ago i was telling my husband i feel just like i did 20 years ago like where i'm just really like so much stuff is like coming to the surface and i can just feel it so when you said what a beautiful that, that way, really resonated with me well what a beautiful way number one for your confirmation from spirit thank you spirit number two for you to use the actual terms coming to the surface because of all the water signs, Scorpio, Pisces, Cancer, Cancer, the crab, can go into the ocean and come back out. And it carries its shelter on its back, where Scorpio is more under rocks. It can be in the woods. It's with the lakes and the, you know, the type of land waters type of thing. Where Pisces is Poseidon, Neptune, the, 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 the fathoms and the depths of the oceanic realms. But Cancer can go, it, it's multi-leveled. It can go back and forth. It can be land and water. But it's always looking for that secure place to be able to protect its soft, tender inner meat, the inner self. So, yes, absolutely. When we go back, so if you go back 19 and a half years, we're talking about when we went from 2000 to 2001. So all of them, you're beginning to calculate. You don't have to do that right now because now's the time for deep listening to your, to your tribe here. But go back to wh who or what was a priority. And let me just add this. Let's look at the shadow and the light. What or who or where were you finding that you were doing shame or blame with yourself? You were obsessive. You were riding high tide. Let's use ocean terms. Were we having high waves of anxiety? Were we distracted by some tsunamis of, of Capricorn business, work, career success? Were we finishing up school? Were we getting our diploma? Did we have our nose to the grindstone? That's Capricorn. Capricorn is about you're going to feel more emotionally secure, cancer the crab, if you get these skill sets underway. So when someone completes the, the schooling, when someone takes the seminar, when someone has studied 20, 30 plus years, I'm confident, although I'm always eager to learn, I'm confident about my herbal and my holistic things that I have had boots on the ground, not only to learn through three decades, but to apply to me as a guinea pig. You see, I'm not going to do tarot cards for someone or do someone's chart unless I was able to conquer being able to be accurate with myself 
on that because when we try to read ourselves, that's where the subjectivity gets in the way and what we want or what we don't want can begin to interfere with our visionary flow. So when you're starting out to read a chart or do oracle cards or, or be an intuitive psychic, work on it till you can read for yourself because then everybody else will be easier because you've dealt with the most subjective, potentially blocking energy stream before it's going to get limited. But back to spring. This year, on March the 19th in the Northern Hemisphere, the sun will move into its, its Ostara. It's to me, as a mystic, it's my new year. So because as an astrologer mystic, when the zodiac when the Western Zodiac begins again, that's my new year. So when Aries begins, we see in my world, winter and the winter signs, Pisces is the last of the winter signs in my hemisphere. So I'm looking at closing out a whole 12-month year cycle as of the night of March 18th. That's my like getting ready to be New Year's Eve. Then on March 19th, when the sun actually shifts into the very first sign of the Western Zodiac, Aries, ruled by Mars, and in our northern hemisphere, the launch of spring. And by the way, even the Farmer's Almanac is saying it's been close to 100 years since spring has begun this early. It's normally like the 21st, 22nd of March. Do you and know this that year, this, this podcast is getting released on the 19th? <laughs> love it. Thank and you. it's Thank snowing you, here in Denver. <laughs> Thank you, Source. Thank you, Source. Thank you, beloved ancestors. Aho. Thank you, Creator. Well, and then Saturn is briefly going to slip into its next sign, which teaches all of us in our charts, all of us, no one escapes that. On March the 21st, Saturn is going to slide for the first time. It's going to get its big toe wet in the air sign of Aquarius. And so Aquarius, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nodes by May 5th, we're starting, we're moving from water and earth now as the themes in our charts, all of our charts. We're now going to be moving into more of the etheric realm, the mystical realm, the intellectual realm. So we're really going to have to, those of us that want to be savvy are going to right now before this happens, as we're speaking right now, we're going to start to do work on how our mind becomes monkey mind, anxiety ridden, thoughts out of control, because to me, thoughts are like psychic arrows. You know, and they can pierce you as well as other people, besides just what we can do with the, the casting of words, which is the casting of spells. It's spell casting. So we've got to get it together with our self-talk, our thoughts, the written, the spoken, and the moving word, which is why there is so, dis- so much disruptiveness right now across the Internet and all the social platforms and, and the curtailing of groups, you know, saying, okay, we're not going to have group sports and we're not going to have, you know, quarantine. And if you're this age, don't do that. And, and the new hashtag is social distancing. Okay, so that's Mercury, which has a lot to do with the moving and the spoken word. Hermé or Mercury, the Greek messenger, was retrograde. And so when Mercury started doing its retrograde, then all this stuff started roaring out about this particular global uh, virus issue. So, you know, if there's a fungus among us or there's a viral issue, look at what we talk about with our laptops and our computers, not so much our smartphones. Oh, I got a virus in my computer. Oh, I've got malware. Oh, I got a virus. So these words are like going across both our electronic world, which is Aquarius. Aquarius is yang. It's masculine. And when we have our fire or our air signs. So in your chart, if you're strong in what we're shifting into, Aquarius, Libra, Gemini, we're shifting into the nodes are going to be moving from Cancer Capricorn since the beginning of 2018. In the first week of May, around May 4th, 5th, we're shifting now for the next two and a half to three years 
of our destiny point, which is the North Node, shifting into Gemini, and it's balanced to that, the South Node, the karmic work to be done, Sagittarius. So those of you that wish to have a visionary glance at what's going to be highlighted in your life through your chart, find out what houses in your chart have Aquarius, Gemini, and Sagittarius, because come May, that's the big deal. That's the big deal. And for the even though we're going into eclipses in June and July, that's the big deal, which means that in our eclipse pattern, we're going to start seeing the peppering of eclipses happening. Like once we get to, to Nicole's other point, our full moon lunar eclipse on June 4th, 5th, Sagittarius. And then we get to, when we go later on in this year, our solar eclipse over December 14th, Sagittarius. Our full moon lunar eclipse on November 29th and 30th, Gemini. Our full moon, the last two eclipses that we'll have this summer that has to do with the finishing off of the mother, father, family, inner child issue stuff and a lot of it's crap too that we got to get out of there, our sludge and our psychological toxicity. Our best chance to really look back in a revelatory review is with the new moon, solar eclipse at summer solstice. It's at zero degrees of Cancer Moon Child the Crab over June 21st. I'll be doing my meditation and releasing on the evening before. Oh, nice. On June 20th. Yeah, on June 20th. Okay. And then the lunar eclipse that happens over July 4th and 5th. Yeah. And this country, you know, July 4th, you know, is yeah, dealing with the Cancer yeah. Cap. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the full moon eclipse in 13 degrees of Capricorn over July 4th, 5th. So you want to do your releasing at the seed planting summer solstice, the night before the summer solstice, you know, before you get to that point, you know, you know, Midsummer's Eve is on June 25th. That's such a magical time to invite the Fae Kingdom and, and to be amongst the flowers and be start to consume your herbs and things like that. This is where, to the Native Americans, when I work with astrology and the medicine wheel, spring is our dawning, okay? It's eagle, it's the dawning. So when we come to this March 19th to the March the 21st with Saturn sliding into Aquarius and, you know, Venus getting ready to slide into Aquarius and we're starting to have these types of energies and in summer, we're going to have Mars, you know, retrograde in the sign of Aries, it's home sign. So this year, everything about this year is to grant us, the overarching theme is to grant us clear vision, 2020, clear vision. That's what this is about. Okay. Let me, let me pause you right there because I, there's a couple of things you've said that I want to elaborate on. Yes, so Saturn in, in Aquarius, Saturn is our tough love teacher, right? It's how we learn our hard lessons. And Aquarius is the sign of like ideas and inventions, but also rebelling against what everyone else is doing, like taking a path for yourself. How does Saturn in Aquarius, um, like from a general perspective, influence us? Saturn in Aquarius will first and foremost impact the areas of our chart that are Leo or Aquarius. Let's say that you're a Cancer or you're a Taurus or you're a Gemini, but you have a moon in Aquarius or Leo or your rising sign is Aquarius or Leo. That's me. Okay, then that makes it more. So that's why I tell people sun sign is great for you to learning about your ego preferences. But that's why where an astrologer and self-study becomes valuable because if you have an Aquarius or Leo rising sign, ascendant, or moon, then this starts to impact you in different ways than other people. And you think, oh, well, I'm a Taurus, that's not going to affect me, or I'm a Cancer, that's not going to affect me. I've been through my mojo years since 2018. Mary told me so. So the fact that we've got 
and I, I need to correct something. I slipped and said Venus was going to be going to Aquarius. That's not correct. Venus is going to, she's in Taurus right now with Uranus and Taurus. So what's happening is the, the Aquarius vibration is going to, for those who have eyes that will see and look, and for those who biblically have ears that will hear and listen, Aquarius is how you and I plug into the divine hierarchy. It's how we receive the Reiki healing. It's how we download the visions. It's how we sit with our favorite music on like Aquarian type of music. An example would be like the Violet Flame series or Jonathan Goldman's Holy Harmony. It's where you're actually sitting down in nature or you're just sitting in your favorite chair and you're not multitasking. You actually close your eyes and lay prone and let the music go into you. I mean, really go into you. And it's okay if you take a particular problem or a particular issue and say, beloved divine source, I wish to enter into a meditation, not always to ask or petition for results, but if there is anything that's meant to be that could help me receive insight, I just want to state to my guardian angels and to the divine source and to my light being in my, in my heavenly hierarchy, I'm ready to receive it. I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to hear it. So that so sounds, so that sounds to me then like Saturn in Aquarius is really stimulating and influencing all of us to tune in more to the higher guidance, our higher self, absolutely. the soul. And, and, and like you said, like that music coming in, it's not about thinking it through and it's not about the ideas no. coming in through the mind it's about the soul feeding them in through feelings through connecting with it on a soul level we're being fed etherically it's ascension frequencies you gotcha. know i call aquarius like our, our a-team aquarius vibr and remember saturn is strongest when it's in the sign of capricorn and aquarius so it's not a bad place mm -hmm. for saturn to be going but its most powerful place will be when our 2020 planets start transiting Leo, which opposes it. So that's going to amplify everything. When we get to that July 22nd to August 22nd of 2020, right down, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when we get to those, when we get to that Leo new moon, you know, when we get to that, those planets, you know, like Mercury follows the sun very closely. So when we've got the sun in Leo and Mercury in Leo and things beginning to bounce around, now, number one, that's going to be really good that we've still got, you know, Mars doing its thing. You know, at that point, you know, when this year, different than other years, because Mars takes two years to go through a sign. This year, we're going to have Mars in Aries, its home sign, in the Leo period between July and August. Because when you're an experienced astrologer, like in January, I'm already looking at summer of the next year. In summer, I'm already into the beginning of, of 2021. So we start, as true astrologers are looking way ahead. So then we can appreciate the medicine of the present moment. So what's happening right now is when you get into holistic healing, whether that's tapping or Reiki or, or deep tissue massage or getting out, determining yourself, here's the Capricorn discipline, all these planets that formed a stellium in January is like, hey, Nicole, hey, Lisa, hey, Mary, what can you implement? Hey, audience, what can you implement this year that you know you've not been doing? You've been letting the external TikTok world get in the way of cherishing you and your life walk and, and your spiritual purpose, your soul contract. So how might you fashion some more time and make it a priority in your schedule to get out with your mama nature? How can you do that? And how can you take better care of you by implementing some different essential oils and maybe getting some more magnesium in your system and increasing 
you know, over the, the gray days and the rainy days and the colder days, increase your D3? How might you eat the rainbow? You know, how might you actually get the joy out of planting certain plants or seeds, even if it's just to bless you this year, you actually gave life and watched it grow from the earth mother's womb, from the, the soil, and she's giving it back to you, and the plant's willing to give you its leaves or its flowers or its fruits or its benefits, and you actually have that symbiotic mama relationship with that flower or that plant that you grew, mm. and it wants to be edible for you, and it wants to be you know, a signature you to it, it to you. It wants to give back to you. It, you. You gave it life. It wants to help your life force. That's very important this year with Venus and Taurus and Uranus and Taurus. I don't care if you've got a window box or one little square around your area that you can just put some organic soil and, and grow just a few essential herbs, you know, do it because it's going to heal you. It wants to give to you. But if we don't get out there and participate, and I got news for you, audience, this isn't a money thing. I can go over to a dollar store and they've got seeds, four packets for a dollar. And let me tell you, I've tested it. They grow. I buy my rosemary. I buy my lavender. I buy my Greek oregano. And I buy the edible flowers like calendula and marigolds and nasturtiums. And I've got heirloom roses growing because rose oil right now with these viruses going around, growing your own heirloom, not hybrid, heirloom roses. I mean, I have huge rose bushes now because I went in the mountains and found an original Appalachian rose bush. So I have rose hips and I have the rose petals when they come out. I have that and I put them in baby glass jars and I add a little witch hazel, a little bit of vodka, and then I can put in some coconut oil and shake it. And I have my body cream. I have my rich, you can put jojoba oil if you want to with it, but I make my own deodorant. I make my own toothpaste and I make all these, these skin oils for my hair and my face. And trust me, people will say to me, damn, you don't look anywhere near the age that you are. And I'm like, I feed my skin. I don't use chemical deodorants. I use baking soda and coconut oil, and I switch it seasonally, and I put some pure peppermint oil in there for summer. I drink peppermint oil in my water when we get into the hot, humid months. I put peppermint oil into my foot creams and my body creams, and it's underneath my arms for a deodorant because, number one, it's 100% holistic and natural, and bugs hate it. So mm. I don't have to worry about Zika virus from mosquitoes. You know, and I can put it in my hair and it rosemary and peppermint help your hair grow and thicken. You can stick a sprig of the rosemary that you grow right down in your shampoo bottle or your conditioner bottle. And all those rosemary oils will go in and actually protect and stimulate your scalp. Beautiful. It, these, are, yeah, these are priceless things that I'm telling you each of us can afford to do. But the Capricorn side of this, Nicole and Lisa, is saying... Will you come to the table of the divine and will you become a wizard? Will you become the alchemist? Will you go drive your car to the big box store or the little Dollar Tree and get you some seeds? It's all in right now. This is the season. They're all there right now. It'll get sparse real soon. And will you get out there in April, May, you know, right after, well, in my zone, you do it like in April. So you, will you get out there in your zone when it's the best time that there won't be frost and add the organic dirt and add your eggshells and your banana peels Will you go ahead and just feed it and then just sit back. Don't disturb it once you plant it, but go out there and meditate and bless it. There's not a year that goes by that I don't plant moonflowers and morning glories together. The morning glories open up in the morning and the butterflies come and the bees love them and, and the hummingbirds love them. And then at night, my moonflowers open. So I've got them right together. They vine up together. So here comes these incre incredible opalescent white 
moonflowers that open up. And so I have that poignant celestial moment where I go, they only open at night and I go out at night and I just stick my nose into that beautiful moonflower with the pollen and I thank it. And it's just, I take that heady fragrance in. And so I've got like, what, a two minute meditation, but the actual aromatherapy went down into my cells. And that gratitude moment, you know, that, that, yin moment of where the petals of the flower are opening up and even the leaves of morning glories and moonflowers they're heart shaped Mm -hmm. the the oregano plant leaves they're little bitty hearts so if you start looking at sacred geometry and color healing make note of the colors that you're drawn to this year they may not be the wardrobe colors or the colors that you would normally put on for lipstick or lingerie or your or you know or your bath towels but or or paint your rooms with, but start working with color magic because it has its own empowerment. And this all ties in with our Aquarius energies too. So Aquarius's natural colors are the violet flame, Ray, the violet flame, because it's electrical, cobalt blue, and really bright, bold patterns. Aquarius is not afraid of, you know, electrical, bold designs and patterns. But I know right now coming out of Pisces, but I'm working with amethyst and lilac and lavender. I'm looking and smelling the violets. I'm going to the purple-toned hyacinths, and I'm thanking them for their fragrance and their healing because of all the holistic herbal things you can do, there is nothing as powerful and as high of a vibration as flower medicine. Nothing. Nothing. So that's Aquarius. That's Aquarius, getting into the higher frequencies that most people walk right on by. That's beautiful. What about the um, the 2020 Jupiter-Pluto conjunction? Because I have to say the, the numerology here is quite interesting because I know that it goes Jupiter first conjuncts with Pluto on April 4th, 2020. Yep. That's a 4-4-4. Um, and then again on um, June 30th. Uh, so what what happens so you know, this here? Year is a four. This year is a twenty. Yeah, no, four. and that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's a whole four year, and the whole year of four and Capricorn and stability and building foundations. So with Jupiter, which is a, a planet of um, good luck and good timing and abundance expansion. and expansion, it's expansion, yeah. yeah, and then you have Jupiter Pluto. Expands. Yeah, Pluto expands. A, yeah, and, and Saturn, Saturn tends to constrict or restrict. So look what just happened with the media, with the news that we're talking about this COVID-19. Okay. Mercury, when it went into retrograde, it, it was doing its thing in Aquarius and it had gone into Pisces and then it retrograded. Okay. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Neptune is the mysterious. It can be vapors. So we're talking about how these droplets, these infectious droplets can actually live on surfaces for a while. So Neptune is the secrecy and the mystery of viruses and vapors and odd things happening with volatile liquids or, or toxic oils and things like that, toxic germs, toxic oils, sputum and saliva and things trying to go into the respiratory system, respite, the resting area of our spirit, the divine giving us breath of life in our respiratory, in our lungs. So most people don't know, when you talk to doctors, you'll find out, especially you know, specialist, when we inhale, our lungs vibrate. When we exhale, our lungs quiver and vibrate. So that's why you want to be mindful this year. And what's Aquarius? It's an air sign. It's got to do with the breath of life. It's got to do with what's breathing you. Is stress breathing you? Is panic or anxiety breathing you? Do you still tell yourself you're not good enough? All that crap's got to change as Saturn goes into Aquarius. So look what happened though. Jupiter expands 
Pluto brings up fears of death and it brings up ultimately transmutation. Okay. So we had Mercury retrograde screwing around with Pluto. And so we had this like expansion of, of the fear, you know, it's like, and then Aquarius, when it retrograded in Aquarius, the stock market did it thing, its thing because it was clashing. The Mercury in Aquarius was clashing with the financial sign of Taurus. So we got these ups and downs going on. We've got sports events being canceled. So all those food vendors, Taurus, cancer, all those people that norm concerts, dance things, Broadway shutting down. And New York's got the cancer Leo thing going on up there with its city and state signs. So what's happening is like it's interfering with group council, group gathering. Aquarius is group and Leo is me, myself, and I like Aries. So Aquarius is the group consciousness. Aquarius is we the people. So for the government factions all over the world, Capricorn, trying to instill martial law and rules and no, you're not flying on that plane and you're not going to Europe and we're going to test you when you come off the plane. Talk about the TSA uh, violations on steroids. Now, whether you like it or not, I'm not judging it. I'm just telling you it's going on. I'm, I'm looking at what's going on externally. Don't fly to Europe. If you do, okay, fine. We're going to quarantine you for 14 days. Nope. You're not going back to your condo and nope, you're not going back to your home and nope, you're not going to that rental car until you're quarantined for 14 days. So you better have the money. And you better have the place to stay because the governments, Italy shut down, Italy's a Leo country. So they're shutting things down. And it's like, we, the people don't seem to have a whole lot of say so on that. And one of my political people, um, not either party anyway, was talking about, did you notice that all this roared up when they were having trouble with the yellow jackets rioting in France and the people rioting in oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all about yeah. like it was about to get the people inside out of all the um, yeah. the rallies in Hong Kong, in um, France. France, the Yellow Jackets. Oh, my yeah. God. They were all over in front of Notre Dame yeah. and all of that. So, and then there were upri- there's uprisings in Venezuela. Most people think about their job, their lovers, their children and their home. And so we, they stay in this little kind of Leo world. All right. So when the extra and most of the time. If the government leaves us alone and we get to have our right to worship and celebrate how we want to, we get to know a few neighbors and then we're just like, okay, leave me alone. So when you start irritating the Aquarian factor of like, hey, I'm a sovereign spirit inside an earth temple right now. Don't tread on me, which is on our flag. Mm -hmm. So what's happening now, oh, you don't want to mess with the most brilliant frequencies that can happen with Aquarius because it's our most brilliant space technicians it's our it, it's the alien faction it's it's the other it's the ultra terrestrials coming in to make contact i for one will be out there under the stars because i've had contact in in positive ways not in abusive scary abductive ways thank god but i've had very positive contact with extraterrestrial events and ultra terrestrial beings coming to me so what we're going to do is we're going to find out you know i would start to study the constellations and the legends and the myths of the constellations that occupy your sun sign, because your soul decided to arrive on this earth birth in the particular sign of Taurus or Cancer or Scorpio. So it arrived in that signature sign. So the four that you're talking about of 2020, 22, four, and by the way, you'll love this, Nicole, since October of 2019 and all the way into March, every new moon is at four degrees. Yes, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So four in numerology is setting the foundations. Well, that's Capricorn. 
Capricorn, Saturn in Capricorn is like your building will fall. Your emotional stratosphere can't maintain itself if you don't have a good foundation of believing in yourself, celebrating your authenticity, learning more about being sovereign and not dependent on mommy or daddy or your kid liking you. If you need to raise a kid and discipline it, you can't go, oh, well, I don't want to hurt its feelings. No, I don't want to hurt a child, but I'm supposed to be the mama wolf and protect the child. Mm -hmm. So if I have to say no, I don't care if they don't like me that day. If I'm telling them not to walk out on the ice because they could fall through and then I got a whole nother crisis scenario going on because I didn't stop them from what they wanted to do. Well, I feel like everything that's happening, like it's beautiful the way astrology is able to, uh, the way everything aligns with what's actually happening on, like there really is an influence of the astrological alignments on what's happening on this planet at this time. And if you're aware of it, you can see it. And I know that like when, when we had Jupiter go into Capricorn and this being like a whole, you know, all of that, that this is going to be a year of authority um, expansion, yep. but expansion in a way of, of the betterment. So what can no longer serve us, like, you know, the corrupt authorities that have been right. ruling are the now, fall- yet though they are now falling. Um, people, like you said, this, we, the people, that energy of Aquarius is really starting to rise. More people are becoming aware of it. More people are coming okay, and together. And look at what happened over the last two years, Nicole, with the, with the nodes and the eclipses and the feminine signs of Cancer Capricorn, women that had been abused, mm-hmm. people that had kept those nasty little Hollywood, you know, power secrets of who, lay on the casting couch and do this and do that, or you'll never be in another movie again. So, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein's and the Harvey Weinstein's and, and all this kind of stuff, more than the Me Too movement finally not just being about women being angry and wearing pink JJ hats, mm. but actually saying, no, we the people, we of the yin feminine fire are now going to not keep those nasty little secrets. We're going to take back our own authority because some of us acquiesced to the boss or the power that would help advance me in my career because after all, he was interested in me and not her. And so, yep, I might've had a little dalliance, but I got ahead. Or there's women that use that too. But what's happening now is the people that the, the wrong shadow use of masculine and there's beautiful men out there and I celebrate that but the evildoers of the yang masculine principle that was inappropriate with the older guy younger woman power guy you do this or you won't have a job you tell anybody you tell my wife and you're going down the tube I'll I'll haunt you and I'll say things about you and believe me you'll never work in Hollywood again okay all of that is being exposed but see this was the cancer Capricorn now we're moving into When you talk about authority, Nicole, now we're moving into what do we give permission to have authority over our psyche? Mm -hmm. What are we giving permission to be uh, the fuel, the fuel in the engine of our soul power? So Aquarius is going to put us back in touch with our sacred soul empowerments. So it might, for me, it's Native American ceremony. For me, I'm outside, I'm under the stars, there's a fire going, and I'm doing ceremony. I mean, that's, boom, that's it. Nature and heaven are involved as, as a, a, a lightning rod of alchemical process for me. Because well, I, I t- I'm li- Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you said, something, you said there about the, um, the, the psyche, you know, and, and us taking back power over our own yep. psyche. And I feel like that is so prevalent right now. I see it so much across the globe in um, people really starting to be like, wow, especially with the news right now. You know, yep. like people, there are a lot of people who are fighting back about this 
for instance, the media coverage of the virus. Right. And and it just being so blown out of proportion in a sense that not that there isn't a risk and not that people aren't dying, but that the the um, response to it is so disproportionate to what other viruses have been infecting us over the years that people are starting to actually ask bigger questions like, hold on a second, you know, like if, if more people die from the flu and only people for the most part in their 70s and 80s are dying from this virus, which is completely normal. I mean, we don't want, we don't, you know, death is not anything we want to wish upon anyone. But I mean, your immune systems are more compromised when you're older and you're in a nursing home and, and things like that. People are starting to ask questions. Or, like, you're, or, a, or you're a young child with type 1 diabetes or you're extremely obese or you are sedentary. Yes. Yeah, okay, so it's not, no, let me tell you what's a lie about this, and this is just my personal psychic opinion. That rhetoric about it just hitting people 65 and older is, is a false flag. That's a false flag. I absolutely know that psychically in my being. That's the easier statistics to say, oh, well, they've had a long life, and of course they're going to be. Yes, and does the immune system start to be somewhat more tender and delicate after 60? Yeah, but, but I know children that are in the you know, St. Jude's cancer ward. You know, I have friends that have battled HIV and AIDS. They're in their 30s. You know, I have people that are on the nebulizers type of a thing. So this is just them trying to once again control the we, the people. I'm not buying it. But for my authentic sovereignty, I can't go by mommy and daddy media telling me what to do. I have Mars in Aquarius. And trust me, society does not drive me. A social group does not dominate me. The guy that I may like isn't going to tell me what to do in my life nor do I have any interest in telling him what to do. We're either compatible or we're not. I'm not shifting the, the consciousness of who I am and who I came to be to lure you, and nor are you going to do that to me. It's not going to happen. Mm. I'm a well, sovereign I think, woman. I'm, a, yeah. you know, I'm powerful. I'm but powerful I think that's, because... I think that's what's really coming to the forefront in a lot of people yeah. is that regardless of what the narrative is being, that people yeah. are starting to question it. And I think that's healthy. And I think that's really good as opposed to being spoon-fed information for like decades and decades from what we have been told our authority figures on all of the information that we're starting to take back our own sovereignty, our own power yep. and, yep. and ask better questions because the answers aren't good enough. Well, here's, here's the deal too. This new moon that's coming up over March the 24th, mm -hmm. this new moon is only one degree away from Chiron, which is one of the centaurs known as the, the wounded healer. Go read your mythological stories about the centaurs. So Chiron and Aries in the first sign of a Zodiac is saying, how are you taking responsibility to become a brighter, better version of yourself? Now, see, Aquarius is all about that. The A-team of Aries and Aquarius together, mwah, it's, it's splendid. It's beautiful. So if we let the Aries planets and the Aquarius planets, Aries is all about I am. What about me? What about myself? What can I do? How does this affect me? That's what we're coming into mm -hmm. at March 19th, all the way into when we do the second sign of Taurus. So Aries is all about what seeds are you going to allow to plant in your inner garden? And what seeds, what, what are you going to weed? Right now in the end of Pisces, we've got to weed and feed our subconscious. We've got to go in there and get out the weeds of fear and anxiety and where we get OCD because our last full moon, our last full moon in holistic hygiene sign of Virgo. Look what's selling out in the stores, hand sanitizer, toilet paper. So it's got to do, you know, soap. So this, this amplified 
Virgo supermoon is like, okay, y'all have gotten real lax on your on your hygienic protocols. You've gotten lax. I can tell you for the first time in my life, when I got gas four weeks ago, I got my little Lysol wipes. And it wasn't just about Mary. I wiped down the handle and I wiped down where people do their credit card thing or their or their Walmart little gas card. I wiped down that little areas that said 87, 89, 90 octane, whichever, you know, what kind of grade of gas do you want? I wiped down the touch screen. I did all that. Because I thought I did my door handle, but I cleaned it twice while I'm sitting there pumping gas anyway, because I thought I've done my part to do a random act of kindness and bless this for the very next person that's behind me. And if we all did that, if we all just did that, who cleans the gas nozzle pump? Nobody, nobody. And then at least when you and I leave, I've got that, you know, Lysol wet wipe on my fingers. But see, I don't go out of the house. I witch hazel my face, and I put coconut oil in my nose because those are little hair areas on my eyebrows, underneath my eyes. Let me tell you, before you put any makeup on, put some pure, unrefined coconut oil right there in your little tear duct area because it puts a nice little layer and it doesn't burn. Pure coconut oil, unrefined, pure coconut oil. I started to get pink eye about like back in winter. I never get pink eye, and I thought, oh, well, I'm going to stick some coconut. Did I research it? No. I'm going to go stick some coconut oil in my eye. It was gone. It was gone by that night. It's just like, these are things that are natural moisturizers for your body. And I've got a layer of coconut oil underneath my fingernails, underneath my fingernails and all around my nail pads that my cuticles that join when I go out the door, before I do all this other stuff, I've got coconut oil because it's a layer on my hands. that's healing and soothing my fingers. So I'm not going to dry out from the extra alcohol and peroxide and Lysol and stuff. Because when I come out of that bath or that shower, my body has got essential oils on it. I've got peppermint and frankincense massaged into my scalp. I'm spraying my hair with rosemary and water because, n- n- number one, those little sputum droplets out there, that helps put a protection on my hair. And I have a spray bottle that goes with me with lavender and frankincense and peppermint you know, and lemon. I've got those essentials oils mixed up in my little spray bottle. And when I go into the public, boom, 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 it's all around me. Yeah, it's all around me. And so, yeah, I social distance, but I also, for the sake of them and myself, I'm making sure that I'm walking out with holistic hygiene. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to do that. And when Venus, right now, Venus, from March the 4th to April the 3rd, is bouncing up against these Capricorn planets, and she's joining with Uranus and Taurus. So I think we'll see the economic financial thing uh, and, and their their desire, of course, the elitist, their desire to get rid of money. They're already starting to say, you know, money's really dirty. We should just go to digital money. And of course, that's so the powers that be can track every damn thing that you that you have. You can't carry your cash or you can't hide it in your curtains or your mattress anymore like our grandparents did. You know, they want to track everything we're doing. So there could be some type of international global event to reset currency or go up against the Federal Reserve or go up against the IMF, all that stuff's going to be in the news. Yeah, there's been a, there's started. already been a lot of talk about that. That and, and yeah, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of chatter about um, the the Fed finally getting destroyed um, and also going back to the gold standard. That and I know that Good. this has been talked about for many, 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 many years, but I think we're now starting to see it actually happening, and that's a really exciting time to be in. Well, we've got Mars and Capricorn from February the 16th through March the 30th this year in 2020. 2020, our year of learning to see things as they really are, discernment. This is your number one visionary alchemist 
psychic skill, discernment. How well are you working with your powers of discernment? If you want to take that spiritually, it's like for we do not battle against men or armies. We're battling against the spirits, you know, the spirits, the essence of things. So it's a supernatural type of skill set. It's what we're all going to benefit if we do that. And with Chiron and Aries, it went in there February 18th of 2019 it's in there till january of 2028 so the wounded aspect of us chiron is a natural healer that also knows that they've they've came to healing and they came to the discipline to go seek out the shaman the healer the plants the astrologer the counselor the therapy because their wounds and carrying that heavy pain became too much of a haunt you know the people when we say they come into a relationship with a packed suitcase they got to unpack their past so the Aries part of our chart right now, this especially this coming new moon that will run for a whole month from March the 24th till like April the 23rd, this Aries new moon, which starts the wheel of the year and it's the first zodiac sign, it's ruled by Mars and it's very electrical and yang and we can plug into things better between March 24th and the end of April than any other new moon of this year. That's how you flow with the stars. So this Chiron in Aries next to this new moon is saying, what are you really ready to weed and let go of forever? It's haunted you long enough. You know that it was toxic. You know it made you insecure when you take your clothes off with somebody. You know it made you insecure when somebody triggers you and says, well, I don't know if, I can, if we can get together next week. And maybe that's really what they mean, but we read too much into it. Mm. The part of us that gets shy and social circumstances. And let me tell you something else. All this stuff where they're quarantining and doing hashtag social distancing and telling us to stay six feet apart from everybody, it's like, are you going to be like a, the old Pink Floyd song, Another Brick in the Wall? You know, are you going to just realize that if you take sovereign responsibility for being more mannerly, more respectful, your own hygiene is superb, like Virgoville, then I'm not so worried about it. But would I keep my distance from somebody that's coughing and sneezing and not covering their mouth? Yeah, I'll walk away and leave. I'll walk away and leave. So this makes a lot of sense then. This Chiron new moon coming up on yep. the 24th yep. of, the, of March. Because I'm, I'm seeing from a lot of people just through social media, but also in my own clients, there's yep. a lot of shadow work coming up. Something is really to. wanting to be to. released. Yeah. Okay, like at in this the tarot. In the tarot, the Capricorn big stellium, the, the caravan of Capricorn that we had from that eclipse mm -hmm. on December 26th into the big hits between January 7th and 12th. Okay, this year, that's not happened since like the 1500s kind of a thing. Okay, so you and I are living through it. We're, we're all living through this for the first time, this incarnation. Okay, like I don't remember any time in my life that they're doing like these major quarantines like horrifically yeah when hitler did the concentration camps and yeah when we infected the indians and we came into this country but that wasn't my current incarnation you know that wasn't my current incarnation yeah there's been sinister things that went on in the civil war and the medieval and the renaissance but not in my current incarnation this is big stuff this is big you know people say i don't believe in that unless i can see it touch it and smell it it's right in front of your eyes there pal it's happening you know it's happening so what this is saying to us, and what are you going to do about it now? You're going to get a little more mystical now? You're going to find your spiritual anchor now? Really? You know, where's your fuel instead of your fear? So what this is doing, here's how I've encapsulated it. We're going from confusion into clarity. The Aquarius will bring us clarity. The shadow work, as you mentioned, and all this Capricorn stuff in the tarot deck, like it or not, the Capricorn card is the devil. Mm-hmm. 
so it has a lot to do with the devil made me do it. It's vampirism. It's energy thieves. It's how we take instead of develop it ourselves. It's greed. It's greed driven. It's sinister. So we all have that within ourselves if we don't discipline it, don't we? Oh yeah. So absolutely. So Capricorn's saying, get a hold of yourself. Look in the mirror. Own your stuff. Own it. Clear it. Yeah, and I, you know, I can see that there's obviously the first thing we do before we actually observe it within ourselves is we project it onto everyone else around us. Absolutely. So imagine that these planets going into Aquarius this year, and there's there's a radio host here. He happens to be a Scorpio, and this is one of my favorite descriptions of Aquarius. And and I happen to know he has Mars in Aquarius, but every day. He starts his terrestrial radio broadcast with this. He's a Scorpio Aquarius born. Today is a day that's never been lived before. It's a blank canvas. You are the artist. And if you so will it, it can become your masterpiece. Think of three things for which you are grateful for this day, this evening. And if you so put that into practice, then your masterpiece will then glow from within you to without. So today is a day that's never been lived before, and truly, it's a blank canvas. You have the power as the artist, the writer, the screen, you know, the, the person that wants to be the actress or the actress or the director or the writer. You can erase it and change the script. Today is a blank masterpiece, and if you so will it, and you summon, here comes the discipline of Capricorn, and you summon enthusiasm. When you take that word back to the Latin, enthusia is of God, of the Father. So if you summon your enthusiasm, and if you summon and discipline yourself, Saturn, going from Capricorn to Aquarius, if you summon discipline to say, I'm going to go out in the world, I don't care if there's panic out there, I'm going to do random acts of kindness. That needs to come back, and that's very humanitarian Aquarius. So like there's a little guy that's homeless that sits on the bench, and I make it a point very discreetly to, he's a Vietnam vet, he prefers being homeless because he needs the independence because of his post-traumatic stress disorder. I make it a point to give him $20 cash once a month. I just do it. I don't know the day. I don't know when, but I just say, go have lunch today. Don't question me. Just go have lunch today. Okay, I'll go take stuff to the local shelter here. Like I'll go to a big box store and buy those little thin blankets that wash easy. And I give all the dogs that have to be in the cages for a time. I buy $20 worth of blankets. It's 2020, so I'm working with the 20. I'm working with the 20. I'll go buy somebody's meal anonymously because it's not about the A word called applause. It's about authentic appreciation and kindness for my life. And I'll tell you, If there's any string attached at all, I know that I am consciously and deliberately tithing. So I put deposits in my own karmic bank account. So maybe I won't be in the car accident then. Maybe I won't break a bone. Maybe I won't have a mishap because I'm busy when everything seems to be going along pretty normal. I'm busy making deposits of my random act of kindness. And that's what we need to do. Aquarius's highest vibration is humanitarian involvement, action in a humanitarian mandate, the protocols of how can we help others. And even on my social pages, I've been saying, I just want to give a shout out 
to the doctors and the nurses and the lab workers and the first responders and the ambulances and how they're overworked right now because hospitals could get overcrowded, doctors' offices and emergency walk-in centers. Those people right now, because it's their livelihood, they're actually our little earth angels that are going to have to deal with all these people saying, oh, my God, I think I got it. And they're dealing with the germs. There's people walking in the door with the germs for those people. So, yeah, I might go buy a $20 lunch gift card at my local restaurant and just go walk it in and give it one of those people. I'm just, you know, just like here, I just I might mail it to them anonymously and put their address on it and just say, whoever opens this gets it. Make a decision. Hmm. Why I don't we do some things like that? That wouldn't break <laughs> our bank. It's not going to hurt us. I went to a hospital yesterday and they, they check you as you come in and as you leave. Like they make you put hand sanitizer on and Good. you. But I mean, I, right now, I have more of a pronounced appreciation for all the people that have to stock the hand sanitizer, for all the people have to be sterilizing all these tourist events, you know, Disney World shutting down and, and you know, all these places. And, and right now, they put on the Tennessee news here that Dollywood's not going to close because they know the parents and the kids want to have something. So what they're doing is they're taking five days and they're doing massive sterilization all over everything before they open back up again. But they, they're, they've now hired more people, more jobs. They've now hired more people to do massive sanitization of that whole area. So the parents and the kids still have some place to go while these other things are getting canceled, like spring break and these, these, these uh, little journeys that their students were going to get to go on with their cheerleading clubs and the football teams and all that. So Dollywood's like, no, we'll do the work. Come. We'll I buy think that's stuff. smart. Yeah. Well, Dolly Parton's a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's just like okay here's the, here's the trends of the times everything's closing there's a lot of people that go to disney world and disneyland and california and florida and sea world and all that so you know what let's do it in the mountains because tennessee is a volunteer state it's a gemini state so tennessee's like you know what why don't we the employees let's hire more people because dolly's got the money let's hire more people and let's make sure that they have security and things being sanitized yeah yeah, would I take my money and go to Dollywood? Absolutely. Would I you know, support that? Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that out of, you know, something that seems so dark, a new solution was born as opposed to just going underground. You know? She came on TV. She came on here. She came on TV locally and she said, that just means I, if I own a theme park and I, owe, and I care about people in the mountains and our tourists that love to come to Gatlinburg and all, then that means I've got more work to do. I need to buckle down. If I own it, then I need to take responsibility and sterilize everything. And you betcha I'm going to do it. And she goes, and I'm ready to hire a whole bunch of people that might be shut down with their other jobs. Come here. You can work here. I'm going to put you to work. We're going to do this thing. We're not going to give in to fear. That's her. That's just who she is. That's very much Capricorn indeed. <laughs> so, so if you could, just, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. If I, if I could just suggest some holistic things that I think that would help us, you know, that, that are inexpensive once you go, like if everybody's going to the hand sanitizer aisle and the toilet paper aisle, I want you to quietly, calmly, and softly go and get these things because you're going to have social distancing. You're going to have less people that are there. I want you to go into these little dollar stores or go find you some body powder that is made with cornstarch, not talc. So I'm going to be very emphatic about the holistic part of this. So some non-talc body or foot powders, because once you do your coconut oil and all that, and that kind of dries, what I love about coconut oil over jojoba or almond or 
olive oil when I use on my skin is coconut oil goes right on in. It sinks right on in. It's great. It doesn't leave you greasy. It's, it melts in your hand and it goes right in. It feeds your skin. So there's a layer of protection. Then I dust myself with that non-talc. Can't say it enough. Talc is toxic. Non-talc body power that's made for babies with cornstarch. So you get that. And then you go and you get you a few extra soap bars. You don't have to get hand sanitizer. Soap puts a nice film on you too. So I buy a really old company called Yardley and I buy up their lavender because I read the label and it's got actual lavender and I'm like, yep, okay, I'll buy that. You want to get yourself some comfortable levels of water and you want to get you some witch hazel. I love Dickinson's witch hazel. Nothing about it burns. You can even take care of your little oohoo personal areas with witch hazel and it won't burn down there with your man parts and your lady parts. It's wonderful. Witch hazel comes from the witch hazel tree. I want you to get coconut oil and I want you to get yourself, now this is for those of you that like to have a nice cocktail at sunset. Most people that's have me. heard of, yeah, that's me too. Most <laughs> people have heard of the benefits of elderberries. There's two liqueurs I want you to go find. I just, I just stocked up on seven myself. Strega means witch in Italian. And in 1860, and you can go research yourself. I'm cutting to the chase for you. Since 1860, a group of Italian female, yen, herbalist, but in Italy they're called stregas, witches, came up with a formula, an herbal spice formula that they put into a very famous liquor called strega, which means witch. It has over 70 herbs and spices in this liqueur. And the reason it's bright sunflower gold, and I, I dare you to go price out what this one little spice costs. It's got saffron in it. That's what turns it gold. You go look at the price of red saffron. The next time you go to the grocery store, and you say, I think I'll buy some saffron for my rice. Go look at how much it is for how little of amount you get of red saffron. Red saffron comes from mainly Iran, and it comes from when the crocus start to bloom, the little female, female again, parts of the pistons of the flower, they have to delicately take it in the morning, and that's what saffron comes from, the beautiful spring-blooming crocus flower. Okay, Strega is the only liqueur that uses real saffron. There's other liqueurs that copy the color, but it's not made with saffron. It has cardamom, peppermint, star anise, has all kinds of stuff in it. So you can mix it in your smoothies. You can water it down. You can put some fresh citrus fruit with it if you want to. You can infuse it with blueberries. It's stout, but it is an herbal elixir tonic. S as in spirit, T as in time, R as in rich, E, G as in girl, A as in awesome, Strega. The other one I want you to get is St. Germain, elderflower, didn't say elderberry, did I? Elderflower liqueur. They can only pick the elder flowers in France for a particular two-week time of the year. Is it a little more pricier than other fake elder flower liqueurs? Yeah, but it's St. Germain of the Violet Flame. The bottle is fantastic. It's a collectible. And on the bottle, they actually list the dates of when the flowers were picked. So now, you can get this all in the, the liquor store? Liquor store. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Here's the bonus I'm giving you. This is why I'm a visionary. <laughs> Because, you know, it's Friday. It. it's Friday the 13th here today. It's a Friday night. Maybe I'll go out and get myself some. <laughs> well, and let me tell you. Lucky yeah, let me day. tell you. Now, bartenders call St. Germain elderflower. They call it bartender's ketchup because they mix it in so many different types of cocktails. Strega is strong. I mean, you might as well put those two words together. So a little bit goes a long way. 
So where elderflower is like, oh, that's so light and fruity and delicious, and it's a gentle high strega, it's like, I knock you down. I, I knock your butt down. You know, so strega is like, holy moly. So I take my elderberry jam or my tart cherry all-natural juice and some ice, and I slice some limes or some lemons, and I make myself like a fruit-infused type of tonic with the strega. Trust me, a, a shot of strega is a lot. They both run about 37 to $38 for a bottle. And once people figure out, I'm giving you guys a news blast. I haven't even said this on my monthly podcast. Once people figure out when they take, get up off their lazy butts and they do the research of all the herbs that are in strega, it will be missing off the shelf. So I'm telling you and Lisa, go get it. So, get okay. It. So I just I like to say that this is my higher self telling me how to make the drink. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Channel but, it. Yeah, but I um I have some pomegranate concentrate in like, like you know the syrup, and I thought, yep. oh, I'll just mix that with some lemon juice and water, absolutely. and then strega. Yeah, but now I want you for the healing benefits, like before you. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to mention this is so important. I want you to go out there and try to find in your area any kind of. Here's the two key words: raw, unpasteurized honey. Raw, if you're, if you're eating honey that's, that's been pasteurized, you're just having sugar. So raw, unpasteurized honey. And if you're lucky enough, and I was, thank you, Spirit, in this little small mountain town, all of a sudden the big box store, I went down the shelf, and I check honey shelves all the time because I've been buying local honey here up from mountain people, and they feed the comb back to their bees, okay? So I looked, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's honey with the comb in it from Arkansas. I just went nuts and bought like $50 worth of that because now I've got that prepped because honey is antimicrobial and antibacterial, right? Plus that's a local farm that I was helping a family farm in Arkansas. And Arkansas is built up on crystal beds. So there's a lot of crystals that come out of Arkansas. So I'm real good with honey from there. I'm real good with that. So you want honey with the comb or raw unpasteurized honey. So I put a little bit of that. Take your shot of strega. I do want you to taste it. I want you to taste it, you know, straight up so you really understand what those herbs taste like. But, be, you know, take a breath <laughs> before you take a taste of it because it's like, it's Italian. I mean, it's intense as an Italian can be. And then go ahead and mix it with your pomegranate and put a little teaspoon of honey in there if it's got the comb. Or, again, what you want to infuse it with limes, lemons. You know, I, I buy frozen uh, antioxidant berries, and I throw that right in there just so all that berry stuff, it's frozen when it goes into the strega. And the elderflower, all the benefits and the and the vitamins of those berries, they're thawing and releasing their their beauty and their bounty right there in that strega. Well, but you've not heard anybody in the news talking about strega. Trust me, this is this was liquid gold. This is liquid gold, and you have the blast out first before anybody. You guys. Yeah, yeah, I do, and I'm gonna take a shot tonight. <laughs> Good luck finding <laughs> it because I I checked it. I couldn't find it even in. Knoxville, Tennessee, my friend drove down close to Atlanta. She couldn't find, she goes, what's up with Strega? So I finally got, because sometimes if you go in these little small towns and say, would you order me a case of Strega? I'm just like, oh, okay. I went to an ABC store and I'm like, I'll, I'll take a case. Help me come in a case. Okay. So I just went to my friends and I'm like, okay, there's a case of 12. Who's in? I'm, I'm going to buy six or seven. Who's in? I want it. Okay. Boom. Case is sold. So why wouldn't the manager want to get it? Yeah. Because like, they're not going to have sunk costs. It's like it's guaranteed. And then you walk in the door, not a check. You walk in the door and you say to the cash, thank you for getting Strega. I've already got the store order in three more boxes. Because I know. I know. And that's one of the things. Because look at how much money I've saved. Yeah, maybe I'm paying $37 for a bottle of this. But look at how much money I'm saving. I'm not going and buying 70 herbs and spices, am I? This is no. true. 
This I've got it true. in a tonic. It's it's a witchy elixir, and it's it's strega means witch in Italian. Go look it up. You don't have to trust me. Go look it up. And it was female witches in northern and southern Italy that got together and collaborated quietly, privately. And I have a client over in Italy, and she said, I walked around, and they're like, oh, yeah, we know Strega. She goes, I can't. She's an ex-Marine girl. She goes, my boyfriend and I were trying to find Strega. We're over here in Italy, and we can't get it. And I'm like, yeah, well, sucks to be you. I found it. <laughs> she started laughing, and I said, you know, if you come back to the States, I can help you out. But she said, you know, I mean, I'm in the zone where it was all made, and I said, they're importing it out of there. Yeah. Well, nothing's, get nothing's getting out of there right now. <laughs> so, right, right. Well, but, see, here, here's the thing. All the batches that have been made were made before this COVID-19 broke out, you know, yeah. before the coronavirus of December of 2019. And I did the astrology on it, which you may enjoy, Nicole. The first news about it, which I'll talk about on my, on my new moon broadcast on March 24th over on Lighting the Void. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover the astrology of this briefly. But the first announcement was on December 1st of 2019 out of Wuhan. They started going, ruh row. Okay. Then right around that eclipse, oh, Kel Sapri, what a surprise. Uh, right around that eclipse between the, the 26th and the 30th of December, they started going, this is, this is different. This is some kind of different viral strain here. This is different. Okay, then we started hearing about it coming up around that full moon eclipse in January. Oh, imagine that. So I'm going back and I'm trying. Now, they first announced it like around December 30th. So it got announced into the media initially under the sign of Capricorn. Now, isn't that interesting? Because that was that stellium, all those Capricorn planets that hasn't happened since like 1500 something. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. virus emerged, but it started in Sagittarius. It started in the sign of Sagittarius, which is Jupiter ruled, which gives me more encouragement. So I feel, and here's what my guides told me. They said, quietly prep, don't panic. Because when it roars around in November, December, the flu season coming up in 2020, that's when you want to have fortified your system with Strega and raw and pasteurized honey and get your essential oils. Those aren't things that people are going out and buying right now. So you'll find those cheaper. So I want you to get this stuff in your cachet right now because they said you want to build your immunity so you're getting some b12 and you're increasing your d3 yeah well you're there you now. have it people stop buying toilet paper and go get yep. yourself some strega <laughs> that's right that's right and some witch hazel and some non-talc body powder because guess what when you dust your body with a powder after you've done your essential oils and your coconut oil gee what happened you've got a nice dry film layer on your body with other people's like spit and germs and sputum and whatever they call that, you know, at least I can take clothes off and I have completely, I mean, I put on the nape of my neck. I put some of that powder cause it's just cornstarch, which is what dry shampoos made out of. And I put some, you know, and I, then I spray my essential oils in my car right before I go into the store. Yeah. So it's just like I'm armed and ready in a good way, in a good way. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for sharing um, all of this wonderful information with us today. Take I, yeah, <laughs> lots of notes here for everyone. I'm sure you'll have to, I'm sure our audience will probably want to re-listen to the, um, the broadcast. But thank you so much. Do you have, do you want to leave the audience with one final message before we, uh, we close out here? You can go to my social pages and I'm, my whole theme is working as we, as we said with Nicole and Lisa and I from, from confusion into clarity consciousness. I mean, we're going to start celebrating the Aquarian frequencies. So on Facebook, it's Cosmic Conditions. You can send a request to come into that group. And my website is marydecina.com. And Nicole will do all these little banners for you and everything and Lisa. But go there. I do a lot of pro bono posts and stuff on my website. So there's stuff that you can get whether you decide to become a client 
or not. And reach out to Nicole and Lisa and get into these, these even if you do it online, get into, get into these soul coaches and these people that can help you with the stuff that quietly pesters you when you're alone, when your little eyes are blinking. And you can't go to sleep and you're sitting there going, I've lost my sleep. I've lost my sleep. I'm worried about this or that or him or her. And no, don't just reach out to Lisa and Nicole and Brian and all these other formats that we're taking our time and investing our knowledge and using our visions to want to help uplift humanity in the ways that we can. And that's what I call my soul tribe. Oh, thank you, Mary. And um, to our audience, please check out Mary's uh, website. And uh, of course, check her out on Joe's show. Uh, We love Joe. He's got an amazing uh, show over there. And um, you're going to be on there March 24th, right? Yeah, March 24th. It's uh, lightingthevoid.com, the fringe FM. And on my time zone, it's midnight on Eastern time. What a commitment, right? From 12 to 3 in the morning. Oh my gosh, I know. Oh yeah, on Pacific (laughs) time, on Pacific Yes, specific time. It's 9 p.m. That's why I say to Joe, don't piss off the psychic. I'm staying up from midnight to 3 a.m. Really (laughs) taking all your live calls. Really, if you can't sleep, I'm here for you once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless. Well, thank you so much, Mary. And thanks again to our audience for tuning in. We love you so much. And we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.